0: hey guys welcome back to the everything bagel podcast this is episode four i'm milo
1: and i'm charlie and today
0: we are actually with a guest joining us do you want to introduce yourself
2: hi my name is lucas and i'll be joining these guys today
0: yeah so we know Lucas for a very long time, since we were like toddlers. I think we all went to the same preschool.
2: Since like before we were like one years old, right? Mhm.
0: Yeah, I think it's like nine. I think it's like nine months or something.
2: Yeah, so a really long time.
1: Yeah. So uh, we go way back. You know, uh, going way back. You know, speaking of last episode, we were talking about past summer memories. But I think this episode, we're kind of gonna look into the future um, and talk about this summer, um, and also talk about what we've already done, um, and how that has already affected us. Yeah. So, um, Milo, I know that both you and I, uh, we started a summer rowing program and, uh, I think we brushed up upon the subject last episode. Um, but we've been having a lot of fun. Today was our second day. Um, and we have, we have some interesting stories to tell Milo, if you want to, if you want to talk about, um, what we did on the first day.
0: Yeah. So um in last episode we mentioned what a flip test was so we both had to do ours yesterday and I think for us it went pretty well but for other for other people it took them a couple of tries to get on um I I think I think one funny thing that happened to me was they pushed me off the dock and they were like okay you can flip now I was like how how They were just like let go of the oars. And I did and I immediately flipped.
2: Wait, so how did that so so how did that really work? Like they just pushed you off the dock, but Yeah. we
0: We took a few strokes backing. Like we backed up a few strokes. And then they were like, Yep, just flip.
2: Oh, you mean like the boat? Like the full on
1: Yeah. Just like let go of the oars and you will fall out of the boat.
2: Oh my god. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so a single is a single rowing boat you know a racing single is very tippy um and you need to learn how to get back into them if you fall out because if you're stranded in the middle of the lake it's really dangerous um and the the rule kind of is if you don't pass you have to wear a life jacket and stuff like that but um it, it's really really hard to get back into the boat because the boat is literally as thin as you are wide you know it's a very thin boat yeah. and to get back in is a struggle. Um, and we did it stationary, but imagine falling out of the boat while going like 20 miles per hour rowing through the water. You know, it's pretty scary. So uh, it's really important that we prepared ourselves to do that. Um, But sadly, I think both me and Milo realized we weren't prepared after because we weren't really expecting to get wet um, and we didn't bring towels and it was quite a cold day and we were we were very <laughs> cold for the rest of the morning, and I think that's just um, something that we learned to always be prepared and make sure you're um, ready for the
2: unexpected. What time did you guys actually start doing your flip test? Like what time in the morning?
1: Like eight forty-five. Yeah. Oh wow. So it was it was pretty
2: cold out in the lake.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yesterday it was it was cloudy and it was like sixty sixty-five degrees.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be that cold. I was just thinking that it was going to be warmer. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It was really hot this morning, but...
2: Oh, yeah. It's still pretty warm right now as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's like 94 degrees, or it feels like that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it just shows, you know, you always have to be prepared. You know, right now it's, it's 90 degrees outside, and you wouldn't think about bringing a towel because you just dry off so quick. Um, and I think that's something I take, uh, very seriously because I'm actually a boy scout and, you know, the boy scout, oh, yeah. um, motto is, is, is be prepared. Um, and I, I, I think, um, that, that's just, you know, some examples of making sure that, um, you're always, um, ready for situations that you might not expect.
2: Yeah. Who so are the people who you would say weren't really prepared for at least the, like, the flip test and like summer rowing in general like you mentioned that some people really struggled with the flip test do you have any funny stories about that
1: yeah so um one of the varsity athletes because we're relatively new to the sport one of the varsity athletes um explained to us that it's really hard to get back in and it actually took him and one of his friends like eight tries to get back into the boat um before he could And um, we were all, like, boffing, like, ha, it's not that hard. Like, come on now. It's just getting back into a boat. And then there were a couple people that it did take them eight tries to get back into the boat. And they were just, like, flopping around in the water. (laughs) Um, And it just shows um, how, you know, unpredictable things can be.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember one time, um, I think it was last year during the spring season of our 8th grade year. I think Lucas was there also, but it started just hailing, like downpour oh and hailing. Oh my
2: god, that was awful.
0: Yeah, and nobody expected it cuz our coach like we saw clouds and we were like, "Um, coach, is it going to rain?" And he was like, "Oh no, I don't think so." And yeah, it it turned out to be a thunderstorm mixed with hail. And that it hurt. It actually hurt yeah
2: <laughs> it was so cold during yeah. the entire thing too it was just miserable
1: that's also one of those things you can't really prepare for because even if you are out on a boat in the middle of the pond there's really nothing you can do it's not like you're gonna bring a shield with you out in the boat <laughs> um so there, there's some things you can't be prepared for and that's okay
2: yeah yeah i remember the entire time rowing back though it was like a mess because like the waves were so high it was so hard to row properly
1: so that's the thing about rowing, it's it's so affected by nature. If the if the waves are really big or it's raining or it's hailing or something like that, you have to adapt to the weather and what it brings to you. It's not like you know you're you're playing ping pong and you can just go inside or something. You are pretty much at the will of mother nature. Not not that you're going to like die if you're out on the water while it's raining, but I remember days we'd walk down to the water and there were white caps on the pond and we were like nope we're going inside and erging um and it's disappointing but that's just something you have to you have to um be ready for while rowing
0: yeah yeah i think um one thing that we're lucky enough to be able to do is when we're not able to row we can actually go inside and still like um work out on the rowing machines and a lot of sports like a lot of sports can't do that because they're mostly outside and they don't have indoor facilities
1: yeah well erging, it it is great that it's a it's a different way to row especially if you can't get out in the water you don't have water but um it's just so different you know erging. although it's technically the same physical stroke it's the same motion it's completely different than rowing because in rowing especially in a, a boat with other people it's all about teamwork and being in sync and it's really hard to do that and um kind of incorporate that into the erging system and you know i think i think you know milo um so erging your erg score your 2k time might not necessarily correlate to how good you are in a rowing single and yeah. it's um it's sometimes a struggle because obviously it correlates but it is a little different and you have to find that balance of um making sure people have strong erg scores but they also are solid rowers with good technique and i think you 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 also find that in all types of worldly things um there are a ton of things where they're two-sided and you might be good at one and not good at the other but because you're good at one it looks like you're good at both or because you're bad at one it looks like uh you aren't as skilled in those um skills yeah
2: it's kind of like um In other sports how they have like combines like it's kind of like doing like in nfl you have like the 40-yard dash or whatever and a bunch of other like kind of measurements but sometimes that doesn't necessarily correlate to whether you're not you'll actually be good like sometimes it can be an indicator but it's not 100 percent like guaranteed that they'll be good just because they have a 40 like a good time
1: right right and i I think those combines are done so that they can see different types of skills. You have the 40 yard dash, you have the bench press, you have the high jump, you have all those things. So you can see different people. You can see people's different skill sets.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I also want to mention a thing that we quickly talked about last episode that is uh, me and Lucas's summer camp that we go to. Um, I think I I'm talking for both of us when I say it's, it's really sad that we can't go this year.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I'm. S- I really wanted to like complete my second year of being a CIT and just kind of cherishing my last year before like actually becoming a counselor and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty disappointing, but I think I think we found a way to like keep in touch. Like, um, we still have like camp get-togethers over like Facetime and Zoom, and we're still finding a, a way to
2: work
1: Mhm, and that's that's all about the adapting you know uh when your summer camp gets closed you can go on zoom and have fun with your summer camp friends and when the water's too rough to row on you can go erg inside. every everything's connected like that
2: yeah i was actually really impressed by like all of the work you guys put in like during the spring season even like when we couldn't really get onto the water, we all worked really hard to like do well. Yeah, definitely. I think like our team specifically did really well. I was really, I just thought I was really impressed by that.
0: Yeah, no, I was too. So we had virtual races um, where we would all send in our times. And I think our team, our club, um, for states, they had states virtually we got like 14 medals and we were the first place and the team below us got like three. So it's all about like how we were able to like motivate each other and actually have a bunch of people participate.
1: Yeah. Especially in times like this where, you know, erging in your basement alone is one of the least fun activities you can ever do.
2: It's awful. It's, It's so bad.
1: Um, so, yeah, we we all share this, but, you know, coming together as a group, even during this time where you're just erging alone in a basement, um, is, is really impressive. And I, I know a lot of sports teams and companies and uh, clubs and all this stuff have come together and found ways um, to progress and become better, um, even during this challenging time.
2: Yeah, like if you haven't erged before, like, you know, it's such a painful thing to do. But I was like... Really impressed that everyone, even though that we were all like so disconnected, everyone still like managed to erg and everyone still like gave it their all, it seemed.
1: Yeah, because a big, a big part of sports is hanging out with your friends and being able to work out with them. And when you take that aspect out, it makes the workout a lot harder. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, I know. I know for me, at least, I always work out so much better when I'm with other people. I'm just impressed that everyone could like also uh like work out as hard and like if not harder than what we normally would have done but just even alone just like using the thoughts that everyone else was doing it too
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I definitely agree with you there um like during the season we're all there to like motivate each other and now we're just we're just stuck at home like we would still have Zoom calls for our races, but it wouldn't be the same because nobody would be talking except the coach.
1: Right. Nothing beats going to the food tent at the regattas and having a, a, a glass of chocolate milk and a, like, a, a cup of ramen. Nothing beats that. And the, these virtual races obviously take that out. But um, I think we tried our best to stay as a community um, and still have some fun.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely. Speaking of fun, what else has been fun for, like, you guys during summer rowing? Like, I'm actually really interested in what you guys have been doing.
1: Yeah, well, sadly, it's a very it's a very limited, you know, hangout time type of schedule because we pretty much get there. We sign in. We have to use PRL. We have to check our temperatures, everything like that. Um, and then we get onto the water. And then once we're on the water, you can have a little more fun because you're spaced out in your boats. You know, and we just we just talk and the varsity athletes come over and um, help us out and give us some pointers. Um, and it gets a little tippy sometimes in the singles because they're not the most stable boats. But um, I think just being out on the water with your friends, being in nature and having a good time is uh, more fun than being able to, you know, stay within six feet of each other um, and not wear masks kind of thing, you know.
0: Yeah, so like Charlie said, this was only our second day, so I think a few only a few of us got on the water before um, we had to wait for the the girls team to get back in, um, but after that everybody was out and we um, just rode like arms and body for the whole time and that was the whole workout. But it was it was still pretty fun because I was I was like right next to Charlie the whole time and it it was
2: it was fun like high intensity or more chill
1: no no it wasn't big it wasn't that fast but i think just being able to hang out with your friends especially since we haven't seen each other in so long is good yeah so uh lucas we've been talking a lot about um what we've been doing summer rowing and stuff like that what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied
2: um i've been kind of doing the i know i sent milo this workout that like Cornell like the Cornell lightweight boys have been using and I've just been kind of doing steady state and I've just been doing more like physical therapy exercises because my um my shoulder was like messed up for a good portion of the last season but I think it's like it's getting really a lot stronger now it's like near fully recovered I'd say so that's mostly what I've been doing and then other than that I've just been playing instruments
1: oh what instruments do you play
2: um guitar and I also play this uh other instrument the tuba it's pretty oh, fun Oh, cool
1: the tuba is that is that the big one?
2: yeah it's huge
1: yeah, me and Lucas
0: are both in the school marching band that's a that's a fun time
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh it's definitely very interesting yeah. I don't know I'm not sure how much I like marching band but I, d- I like concert bands <laughs> marching band's interesting though
1: yeah i, feel I like, think well I, I was i was gonna say i feel like band has has like such a culture that i think when you're out of it like i am you don't really understand and I, I i just think it's so interesting how um band kids come together um in a certain way that's different than than sports because in sports you bond by working out together while in band you bond by like creating music together and i think it's such an interesting um um such an interesting community especially looking from out looking
2: in oh yeah for sure i mean i think they're like kind of two separate groups like within band. it's like they're the hardcore band kids who like like really try and everything and then there's kind of the people who just kind of are just there
0: (laughs) i think i think most of the people there are just like there because they just want to play an instrument and just want to like play music during school not like be really competitive with marching band they just want
1: to chill yeah it's a good break Uh, yeah I I was one of those kids that was just there for fifth and sixth grade um I actually all three of us played trumpet we called ourselves the three the the three trumpeteers um but I don't I think I went through the two years of trumpet without knowing a single note um and i was just i was just there to be there <laughs>
2: yeah there were a lot of people who were there just to be there cuz like i remember back then you you could either choose band or you could choose chorus and a lot of people just joined just cuz like they had to
1: well it's always good to expand your knowledge especially in music i think it's really important to have music in your life um and if your version of music is pretending to play trumpet in the (laughs) sixth grade band i I think that's okay as as long as it's a part of your life and you're learning and expanding your knowledge i think that's okay (laughs) then again that's coming from someone who actually did that so
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you got something out of it then that's great
1: yeah okay so talking about band and talking about extracurriculars has really um, made me think about one of my favorite activities which is boy scouts Um, And kind of going back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode, being prepared, Um, I remember, um, this is probably back when I was not banned in fifth or sixth grade, I was a new scout. Um, And in in Boy Scouts, there's kind of this separation between the younger scouts that uh, haven't learned much and are still just kind of progressing through the ranks, and the older scouts that are really just in for fun or trying to get Eagle Scout. Um, And... I I was in a tent with a couple of the older scouts and, um, you know, we had tent groups on this camp out and I forgot a pillow um, and my neck hurt all night and I woke up and then we had to go on like a five mile hike to a waterfall and everybody had the funnest time except me because my neck was literally cramping the entire time because uh, sleeping, sleeping without a pillow normally doesn't sound awful. But when you're sleeping on a pile of sticks, um, definitely not the best thing in the world. And and that's just to show, you know, how little things will definitely make your experience better. Um, And it's all the little things. Remembering to bring a pillow, to have a flashlight when you wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom. That kind of stuff is going to make your experience better.
0: Yeah, definitely. I remember that exact same thing. Well, kind of. The I forgot a pillow at a camp overnight once. And we were, it was the night that I, Lucas was there. Um, the night that it rained and we had to sleep in the arts and crafts cabin.
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I remember I forgot a pillow. So I was just sleeping on, like, a, a wooden floor in a sleeping bag, and it was really uncomfortable. But I think I had a good day the next day. That's, that's the difference between <laughs> your story and mine. Yeah, Lucas, do you have any funny
2: camp stories? Not at the top of my head, but, um, I remember, just the entire conversation of, um, talking about sleeping without a pillow, It's like, <laughs> brought a lot of memories. I remember, like, the last overnight that we did, I think, as, like, a CIT, I remember we oh were yeah. in the lodge, and, um, we built our own, like, fort out of chairs, because normally we'd be out in, like, naturey areas, I guess, but since there was, like, some huge storm going on, we had to, like, sleep in a, like, an actual building, and there were chairs, and we built, like uh kind of fortress out of it but i remember i just had a really bad sleep as well because i just literally just slept on the floor and it was really hard
0: yeah it was not it was not comfortable but that was a that was a really fun night in my opinion oh yeah
2: for sure did you win the musical chairs that night
0: yeah yeah yeah. Uh, we basically like beat each other up to win musical chairs
2: yeah it was an incredibly physical game of musical chairs it was incredibly entertaining
1: I think there's there's something so quintessential about like a pillow fort like as you were talking about um like as a part of your childhood um you know and building a pillow fort you know whether it's in chairs um at a camp out like you guys were or like the pillow fort I'm in right now while I'm recording this podcast to make it soundproof um I think there's something uh so fun about that and so um quintessential about your childhood that makes it um really memorable and I think that's something that you guys definitely um, share um, as a fun camp memory.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of like the pillow fort kind of separates you from, like, the outside world. Because, like, when you're in the pillow fort, like, you're just kind of experiencing your own stuff, like, free from everything that's going on around you. I think there's something special about that
1: yeah and just like as a kid, I think you kind of have that in general. You kind of don't worry about other people and you're not super connected like with the news or political stuff, so you're just kind of off having fun, and you're just kind of not that you're self-centered but you're kind of your your world is just revolved around you and your friends, um and you're just kind of in your own bubble, and that's something that makes childhood you know going to camp, you know rowing practice with your friends that's what makes childhood so memorable. And fun and just kind of freeing.
2: Yeah, now that I think about it, I feel like that's one of the main things that I just. that makes me like love doing those things. I think just going to camp kind of just brings back childhood memories. It makes me feel like a. more like a kid, I guess.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I feel like. I feel like. I feel the same way as Lucas, but being a CIT is so much different because now like everybody if you looked up to like all the counselors all the cits you're now one of them for the other kids there and you actually have to you have a responsibility but it's still it's still really fun
2: i mean it's interesting because like you're around with a lot of kids so you have to like kind of act responsible but at the same time you can still have fun so i guess there's kind of a balance but it was kind of nice being just a camper and having the counselors like do all the stuff for you and but now, mm-hmm. I guess, as you age, you, like you have to do more stuff for that like new generation, so to speak.
1: Yeah, it's just carrying on the tradition. you know you you know, as Milo said, you were looking up to the counselor and the staff, um, and now you are the counselor and the staff, um, and now it's your job to make sure that you're a good role model for kids to look up to you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I think we're nearing the end of the episode, but I want I want to thank Lucas for coming on here.
2: No, thank you. It's It's been a pleasure. It's been really nice to talk here. I've had a blast.
0: Yeah. So if you guys have anything you want to say about this episode, you can email us at our email.
1: And do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, sure. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode of us talking about some more summer memories. Um, and thank you, Lucas, for coming on.
2: Nice. Thanks. Been, it's been great.
1: Okay, signing out. Bye, guys.
2: See ya.